You're listening to episode 15 of the ESL Teaching Podcast. By now, you probably have already figured out that I like to share simple and accessible teaching tips and steps that would make your life easier and teaching more enjoyable. Last week, I talked about teaching vocabulary, which is an essential part of learning a language. But today, I want to talk about grammar. Do we need to teach grammar explicitly? Or do we let the students absorb it through content? Do we give worksheets? Or do we try to incorporate many lessons? What if the very word grammar terrifies you? What if you don't know anything about it? Do you still have to teach it? These are just a few questions I have heard regarding teaching grammar, and in today's episodes, I will share a simple philosophy on grammar teaching and will break down the most important grammar points to touch upon when you get a new beginner English learner. Make sure you stick around till the end of this episode because you will learn where you can get my free grammar teaching checklist. Before we dive into today's episode, I wanted to share something that I know will be extremely helpful to you as an ESL teacher. Whenever I ask the teachers what their biggest challenge is, I keep hearing the same answers over and over again. Not having a cohesive curriculum for newcomers, differentiating for multiple proficiency levels in the classroom, lack of time to do it all, lesson plan, teach, collaborate, repeat. I have been that teacher and I know exactly how you feel. So I'd like to invite you when you're ready to check out the resources for ESL teachers that I have created on Simply Yava ESL website and my Teachers Pay Teachers store. You'll find materials there regardless of whether you're looking for something quick and one-off or something more cohesive that would last you the entire school year. For example, if you are a newer ESL teacher or have never worked with beginner level English learners, you will greatly benefit from the ebook Teaching Absolute Beginners ESL Teachers Handbook, where you will learn or review the basics of teaching this group of students. If you are looking for a quick and ready-made resource, 25 authentic speaking activities with complete lesson plans will be perfect for you. Just print or project and your lesson is done. But the crown jewel of all the lessons that you can find on my website and in the Teachers Pay Teachers store is the ESL Teaching Roadmap, which is my three-step framework for teaching newcomers and mixed proficiency level classes in middle and high school, and which encompasses not only all of the above resources, but also the exclusive members-only content. For example, monthly uploads of scope and sequence, new creative lessons for both ESL newcomers and mixed proficiency level classes, as well as members only access to 30 minute consultations, because as ESL teachers, we sometimes need to talk it out. If you are interested and ready, I'd like to offer a 20% off discount just for podcast listeners. You will find the link to the ESL teaching roadmap in the show notes below this episode. Use code ESLpodcast at checkout, and I'm looking forward to seeing you inside. All right, let's get to the episode. Hello, and welcome to the ESL Teaching Podcast. I'm your host, Yeva Grossless, otherwise known as Simply Yeva, and I am so thankful that you tuned in. I'm looking forward to sharing both my knowledge and experience on this podcast, as well as that of my fellow teachers. 
Hello, hello everyone. I hope you're having a wonderful day and you're ready to talk about grammar. When I say the word grammar, many people roll their eyes. Everyone has an opinion about it. Some had to diagram sentences and hated that. Others had to memorize the rules and loved that. But my question is, how do you teach a language without teaching the grammatical structures that make it what it is? That is a sincere question, because as an English learner, former English learner myself, I learned the grammar rules and they gave me the safety net to apply them when I needed them most. I think that the answer to the question is that you simply don't. Over the years, I have noticed a trend in my classroom. Grammar worksheets are really popular. Students rush into the classroom, take their seats and ask the question, Miss G, what are we doing today? So if I suggest any open-ended discussion, group work or collaborative project, that is met with skepticism most of the time. Now, I have had students come up to me and say, could we do some grammar? Could you please give me some grammar worksheets? When I offer them to do grammar worksheets, I see a sigh of relief. Now, why is that? I think the answer is this. Grammar is a concrete subject. You learn a rule, then you apply it and use it. Many English learners are quite familiar with the grammar rules because that is how they learned it in their countries when they were learning English as a foreign language. They're familiar with doing worksheets in class and feel in their comfort zone even when the grammatical concept they're learning is a bit more difficult. But many teachers seem to be puzzled for a variety of reasons. Some native speakers have never learned grammar formally and don't feel comfortable teaching it. Others don't know in what order to teach grammar. So let's get to the nitty gritty of what I promised, breaking down the most important grammar points to touch upon and the suggested order. Now, before we go, I have a couple of notes. Um, I want to say, when you think about grammar, teach what your students need. I am a big proponent of practicality and communication in language teaching. So can you imagine how thrilled I was when I heard an honorable professor, ESL professor and author of multiple books on teaching English learners echo my sentiment almost exactly? It was a wonderful feeling and I heard him talk at an NNATSOL conference a few years back and I felt so validated. In his book, The Grammar Answer Key, Short Explanations to 100 ESL Questions, Keith Folsey says, first and foremost, teachers should teach what students need. If your students want to improve their conversation, then you should teach students about the forms that are common in conversation. On the other hand, if your students need to write academic papers, then you should teach grammatical patterns that are favored in academic writing. Boom. Now, a note on grammar teaching in general, and we're going to talk a little bit about uh, ages too. One of the more popular ways to teach grammar is to teach a rule and provide worksheets for students to complete. So while a good grammar worksheet always has its place, it does not give a teacher lots of information about whether the student can actually use the grammatical rule in real life or not. 
So at the beginning level, students need a lot of modeling and repetition to understand what is required of them. And grammar exercises are simple and to the point and serve as a good practice tool. But as the students progress in their English learning, they should probably start noticing in the grammar patterns in reading and writing, which would be much more beneficial for them to internalize the grammatical rules. Younger children ages six to nine learn grammar best through play, singing, and real-life use of grammatical structures because they're not able to process the abstract information that is grammar yet. Older students have the ability to think abstractly and therefore form-focused grammar instruction works well with them. Now, let's get to the order. In what order do I teach grammar to ESL beginners? I have looked through the textbooks that I use in the classroom, as well as through my own observations, and have come up with a suggested list of how to sequence your grammar instruction. First and foremost, we want to teach our students the verb to be and sentence structure. So the verb to be is a complicated verb. Uh, it is an irregular verb. And the sentence structure is important because it's fairly rigid in English. Uh, the English language follows subject, verb, object. For example, I, subject, read, verb, object, a book. Um, but other languages may be different, so paying attention to that and teaching the, the sentence structure explicitly is a great start. The second thing we want is to make sure that the students know how things are named, and that is teaching nouns, singular and plural forms of nouns. We then move into personal pronouns, he, she, etc., um, demonstrative adjectives, this, that, those, these, yes and no questions, articles, which may cause <laughs> a little bit of confusion for some, uh, for students of uh, some languages where they do not have articles. Um, but these are all the things that will reveal themselves as you are working through them. We then go into adjectives that help us describe nouns, um, and uh, verbs and tenses. So the, there are many verbs and tenses in English. Um, and uh, as you are learning English, for example, when I learned English as a foreign language, we went through a lot of them. And uh, you can just go down the rabbit hole. But I think for uh, English learners, and especially for beginners, three most frequently used verb tenses are the most important. So the present simple tense, which talks about habitual actions, I read, you read, he, she reads, um, present continuous tense, which is talking about things that are happening in the moment. I am reading, you are reading, uh, he, she, it is reading. And the past tense, which talks about things that we did in the recent past. Or, which is very useful when you're studying history. Um, we also talk about the number nine would be uh, prepositions of time and place. Negation, how do we use no? How do we use not? And subject verb agreement, which is essentially bringing us back to uh, present simple tense. That means that I say that Mary reads as opposed to Mary read. Now, 
the important thing again is to look at your students levels and to see where they're at sometimes when they're just starting out they may say that uh, may, they may feel very self-conscious about their language but uh, over time you realize that they have some grammar background Pick a grammar focus for the week and model correct usage, not only what you're teaching, but also in other forms that you have not touched upon yet. So it is best to teach the standard form of a word and then build on it if and when necessary. So if you have the verb go, uh, teach the base form of go, and then you can go into the past tense, went and gone, and also into the present continuous or progressive, which would be going. Now, these are the very basics of grammar that will take you and your students a considerable amount of time. So to make it easier for you to remember, as mentioned earlier, I have created a downloadable grammar teaching sequence checklist for you. You can find the link to this free download inside the show notes underneath this episode. And that is all for today. I would love to hear from you. I love connecting with my listeners, with my readers, and with anyone who is interested in English learning and teaching. So share with me, connect with me on Instagram or join my free Facebook group. Let me know. Do you teach grammar? Uh, what are your tips? Um, and what information have you found most helpful? So thanks for listening and until next time. Also, make sure to subscribe to the ESL Teaching Podcast so you don't miss an episode. And if you feel inspired, I would love a positive review because reviews improve the chances of this podcast to be discovered in the feed and help our fellow ESL ELL teachers. All right. Now for sure, until next time.